welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we catch up with Mariners young gun, Dan Hall. We look ahead to the FFA Cup clash in Mudgee. And of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, Jimmy, and Morrow. Fellas, 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 fellas. How are we doing? Boys. How are you doing? What do we call this pod? Like the, the sort of the half lockdown pod? Like semi lockdown? <laughs> I don't know. Well, my 5G reception is phenomenal. I'm double vaccine health, so. Yeah, yeah. Mine's, yeah. mine's about 50% for another week or so. So. <laughs> I think maybe we call it the. The Dan Hall cast, actually. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm also <laughs> yeah. happy for that to be the permanent name change. <laughs> motion carried, motion passed. Yep, Thank I'm you. in for it. <laughs> Beautiful. I uh, hope we're all doing well. Not bad. Trying to stay away from freedom, actually. <laughs> Wrong thing. Yeah, that's right. Even though things are sort of back open and I can go there, doesn't necessarily I want to mean I want to go there. So. Yeah, yeah. We we'll just take it easy. Take it easy for a little while and. Uh, Make sure that we can enjoy the freedoms and get to Mudgy in a few weeks, but we'll come mm. to that in a moment, of course. Firstly, as we do every week, it is Fred's question. Fred this week asks, with what we have seen with 10 or Paramount Plus so far with the Socceroos and the Matildas, do you think they are up to the task for the upcoming season? Yes. Yeah. A simple answer. Yeah. Yeah, sh- short answer, yes. I think um, with any, if it was any company taking on um, a new product, I think they're going to struggle. Uh, from from the start, but you know, hopefully they find their feet pretty quick, and I'm I'm sure they will. They're not completely inexperienced, are they, with covering sports? So they are a bit more inexperienced with covering our good sport, the best sport. But um, nevertheless, hopefully, like you say, Jimmy, they can learn fairly quickly. Can't really, you know, be a bit of a sook about any of that stuff since I've been among those bleeding for at least a thousand years that we wanted to get ourselves on free-to-air television so that we could actually grow our game. So really mostly thankful that um, that's there and, uh, you know, that, that fans have got a rails run to getting access to Paramount as well. So I think the challenge is delivering a quality product while also delivering the required memes that the league requires. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Well, I mean, we saw last night, the, or last night or the day before, they released the advertisement, which had you know pretty good feedback. It was it was good, besides not having uh, a certain yeah. club in it. But Let's put it, we'll put um, a pin in that. Yeah, um, Mar- I, I have it under word that Marvin might be working on um, an advertising campaign. He oh, better gee, be. I hope so. I, I hope. I hope it's not actually just an advertising campaign. I'd love to see him just actually go down there and trash the yes. Channel Ten offices. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Mm. What do we think? What do we think of the commentary team though? Because they've announced the they've announced their squad, if we want to call it that, for the season, and it it appears to be no Bosnich, no Slater, which I don't think people are going to be too sad about. Um, but they've kept Archie, which is unfortunate. Uh, but they've got uh, oh, cheap, Alex mate. Brosk. There he is. They've got Alex Brosk, who I actually like as a pundit. Yeah. Couldn't stand him as a player, but he's pretty good behind the microphone. Um, Luke Wilkshire is not bad either. Um, Mark Mark Milligan seemed to be pretty good on the Socceroos games. Mm. Um, but the, I think probably the best one they brought in is probably Bruce Jitte. I think he's massively undervalued when it comes to football insight i think but obviously the 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 main one is obviously getting back Simon hill so that's that's, huge. that's yeah, that had to massive yeah. but i i'm curious to see who his co-commentator will be they 
I'm I'm scared it's going to be Archie. That's what I'm scared of. I'm scared Archie's going to be the main co-commentator. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm worried about that. <laughs> as long as the game caller focuses on calling the game, that's that's all I really care about. And then with the co-commentator, like you say, and you know the expert. I think they've gone the right direction with getting younger people that have played in the A-League because it's more relevant to them. You know, having Bosnich on and um, Slater, you know, they went in the A-League. I think it's that important connection there now. Premier League winners, mate. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's me. <clears throat> yeah, but this yeah. is the A-League we're talking about. I think yeah, Harper Hill is going to be the main sort of duo. For, yeah, Harper is there. The I didn't think games. it was. Mm. No, he was doing the soccer. Him and Hill were doing the soccer. Is Japan yeah. game the other the other week? But do you think they'll vary it up a little bit and maybe settle on whoever actually performs reasonably? And and Jimmy's right. They need to stay out of commentating and stick to you know being experts uh, because Simon Hill knows how to introduce an expert into the discussion as he commentates the game. So everyone else stay away from the wheel. Let Simon run the show. Um, try out which ones. Hopefully Archie can be last on the list of the tryouts. Um, Broski could be first because I didn't mind him, um, and that'll be the you know break that Harps needs. I actually like Harper as a, a commentator. He sometimes says things that piss me off, but um, nevertheless, I don't mind him as a as a second chair there. Yeah, main thing I, is no breaking speed. No, oh, that's speed. that's the other one. That's the no main speedy. Thing. How good. Oh. I just realised Harper's coming up to twenty years in uh, punditry. He started in the two thousand and two World Cup in uh, Japan, Korea with Channel Nine. Decent shift. Mm. Decent. And he's yeah. been decent. Like, I, he, he occasionally says stuff that I think he oversteps the mark, but mostly <laughs> um, he has a sort of an intelligent slant on things. So Yeah, and I'm keen to, see, keen to see how they sort of, like, implement a few of these new ideas, like the Saturday doubleheader. Um, that's something new, and, like, a few people complained about it, you know, because because they want to watch all the games. But I like the idea of having a simultaneous kickoff and sort of like a go-between-the-grounds thing because it's going to get to the point where mm-hmm. we're not going to have enough times to kick off, hopefully, because we'll have a lot of teams in the league. So I like at it. At the end of the day, if it's beneficial for the football at the ground, then it's beneficial yeah. for viewers at home. Yeah. And if you're kicking off at stupid o'clock you know, during the day in the middle of summer, it's not beneficial for the football. Yeah. If you have it all at, at the same time at night time, you get better games. Yeah, and looking at the draw, it, it looks like it means one less stupid o'clock game on the weekend, which is yeah. good. I think one of the biggest things, and we've said this a couple of times in the past on the pod, um, is that you know Paramount and Viacom have a bit of skin in the game. They have a 2% or 2.5% equity stake in the league itself as well. So they're going to be desperate to make it work. They're going to do everything they can to make sure that they're giving the punters what they want. Which I think makes it potentially one of the best changes that has happened to the A-League in the whole time. We've been so restricted and we've almost been brainwashed to accept it as okay, restricted by Fox at times. And, yes, they have done good things along the way, but they've also done things that we that are, are purely for the audience um, and or at least for their ratings from the audience, and uh, that has been annoying. So I hope that we can, you know, get past that and see a real new era. I mean, that's the that's the potential. There's that word again, potential. I love I love potential. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, I use it all the time. I'm potentially decent, but I never have actually delivered. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go back. Let's uh, let's talk about the the advertisement that dropped uh, in the last few days during the week. There, the new A League uh, Channel Ten slash Paramount Plus just can't get enough TV ad. Um, I'll let you guys go into what you think about it personally. Um, not even taking into consideration the fact that the Mariners had zero airtime in there. I wasn't really a fan of it. I just, I don't know. It didn't really appeal to me personally, but uh, I mean, overwhelmingly the consensus has been fairly positive outside that. Do you think it appeals to, I guess, maybe not the, not the hardcores like we are. It, it appeals to, maybe that's it. I don't know. Your casual. More, yeah. Your more casual audience, which is what, what we need to do. So um, I think we need that, but we also need to convert, you know, the, fe- the people that are fans of, you know, football in general, but don't necessarily watch the A-League. And I think now that it's now that it's on free-to-air, it's going to have a lot more eyeballs on these ads than what it would have on uh, Fox. So not yet. It's like I don't have an issue with it. It's not, you know, I'm not going to scream the house down about it, but um, I think it's a good start, put that way. That's um, one more ad than Fox gave us in the last, what, three or four years, so... Yeah. I, I thought it was okay, but I agree that it was probably more geared towards the casual rather than the established fan to try and get more people in. And I think being on free-to-air is going to help with growing the league for sure. When I first started watching it, I thought, oh, this is a bit cringeworthy. But then I saw I don't know, it got got it got better as it went along. You know, it introduced fans, not just the football. And I did feel a connection towards it towards the end. So I was I was happy with it overall. And I do think that there is a bit um, there uh, in what you said, Boise, where I think it can be an attractant for the less hardcore and those who we want to attract to the game. Um, from my own point of view, I'd probably give it a solid um, meh. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, also I just want to um, give some live reaction to some of the people's responses to people pointing out that there was no um, Mariners content in it. Here is some, some live reaction. <sighs> Yes, that was me yawning. <laughs> Maybe they're playing into uh, no one rates us. We don't care. Well, th- those ignoramuses who haven't seen the kind of crowds that we've had recently and uh, realise the kind of growth that we're getting in, in our fans and realise the kind of improvement that the club's made on the pitch just recently to enhance that, well, go back to sleep. I love it when Moz isn't happy. It's great. Moz rant. It's always yeah. though. It's a new segment, Moz rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old segment. It's been going on. It just hasn't been labelled. <laughs> no, we've we've had a, um we've had your rant as a segment before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, we have had it when I had a specific rant, but I usually try to rant on most occasions. Someone has to. <laughs> I've got heaps more rants. If you want some more rants, well, old man yells at cloud. Exactly. <laughs> if we don't, if we get through this pod, if we get through this pod without me ranting again. That won't happen, put it that way. (laughs) I can already see on the agenda here what I'm going to rant about soon. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. It's bad, but it's real. It's fucked. Let's move on. Let's let's have a bit of a chat about uh, what we also saw drop during the week from the club, the new FFA Cup kits for 21-22, of course, paying homage to the Coasties of the late 90s. Lads, I've been crying out for that bubble kit to uh, to take place, and I think um, the club and, and Paladin have delivered in a big way on this one. It's great. Love it. I haven't seen one bad word said about it, so they nailed it. Embracing the local history, I love it. 
Mm. I think they've executed it really, really well. And speaking of FFA Cup, um, well, I mean, sign me up for one of each of those kits. But speaking of the Cup, of course, uh, we head to Mudgee on the 13th of November, the Saturday there, of course, uh, finally locking in a date there as we take on Blacktown City in our first clash uh, of the FFA Cup for this year. I think there were one or two um, negatory responses to our FFA kit, just to continue ranting. Um, and, uh, Can you mute to- him? Yeah, you, you I can't quick, actually. <laughs> quick. But but for me, those those guys probably aren't uh, old enough to appreciate the history there. I mean, I run around on the paddock still when I can, which I can't now, but I when I can, and I play with a couple of blokes who will have worn that shirt. Um, and for those younger people, um, it's likely that their parents might have worn that shirt. Um, so sorry that they don't understand the history there, but the way that the club has approached that, the concept, the history. Um, I think that's a massive uh, thing that uh, has been missing from the club at times is that connection to grassroots and uh, to the history of football on the Central Coast. So um, sorry, Pete, to jump in on this previous subject there, but I'll be wearing my white FFA Cup kit to Mudgee if I've got anything to say about it. I actually did see see somebody say something like, um, uh, you know, because it's not yellow on blue, it's like a stab in the back to like our true club colour. And it's like, well, then do you use that same logic when we when we wear pink and raise money for breast cancer? Like it's it just or makes gray. no sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes no sense. But anyway, to Mudgy, do we know why the game's in Mudgy when it's meant to be a Blacktown home game? It, was it just a COVID thing, or like what did they strike a deal to get some money, or do we? Yeah, I dare say that the uh, the. Uh, Western Midwestern Council out there in Mudgee is it's probably struck some sort of deal. Um, have seen some people raising questions for for one of a better word about it uh, on the socials there as to why it's not being played in Blacktown. Look, I love Lilies. I think it's a fantastic uh, venue and um, would have been more than happy to go down there. But I also really really love a road trip. At the end of the day, Mudgee is closer to Blacktown than it is to the Central Coast. So you know, true. True, and I we I, I did go to Mudgee for a preseason game many moons ago, and the little uh, stadium there that it's going to be at is great. It's a if hopefully the pitch hasn't changed because because the pitch was an absolute carpet, nice little grandstand, peak peak sort of your country little stadium vibe, and yeah, I'm I'm keen. Earlier think- earlier in the NRL season, there was games at that ground, and it looks. Like really, really nice. So I'm really keen to to go there and see it in person. I think it looks like a really good football stadium as well. So I'm keen. A good chance to support the uh, local communities out there too. Yeah, they'll be definitely. doing a tough without tourism. Mm. Who do you think will ref the game though? Because we got no refs. Do you think they'll get like a local dad to come ref and then like they have the 16 yes. year old run the line in the yellow vest, but there's only one. So at halftime he has to switch sides, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, they- well, it is up to the home side to provide the referee in grassroots yes. football, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, they've got it. As you say, get one of the dads or one of the players out there with the uh, with the bib on. Yeah. <laughs> So what you're telling me is an automatic 3-0 win when Blacktown have to forfeit because they haven't organised a referee. (laughs) Yes, that could be it. No, definitely Blacktown. Surely collecting some coinage there like you guys alluded to, and if they're not, then they should be. Um, But how about the road trip idea, as you've expressed? Remember when we did Tamworth and and we've had FFA Cup game at um, Wollongong and uh, you've been to Mudgee before. We've had Orange Bathurst, I think, uh, or a couple of others. Um, So I'm itching to get on that white shirt 
um, uh, the bubble kit and get out there, even if no one will get in the car and drive with me. Buggies. <laughs> uh, pro tip, go to Denman Bakery and get some pies. Oof. Good been there before. It is, it is good, actually. Been there. Yep. Done that. Nice. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Moving on to other Central Coast Mariners related things. Of course, there is a little bit to get through there. Uh, f- fair bit of news coming through over the last couple of weeks there. One in particular, Manny Agwek has been spotted um, training at the club and actually played in an intra-club friendly uh, the other day. Rumour Rumours abound that he may have signed with the club uh, for the season going forward there. Of course, he played the last campaign at Western United, um, scoring an absolute bag full of goals in their NPL side. Monty with the talent scouting. That uh, whoever the contact is in Victoria must be pretty decent. Um, hopefully, uh, it might. I mean, do we need another striker though? Do we like, yes. do we need, do you think? Yes. Why? At the moment, I think we might do because, I mean, in terms of number nines, you've only really got Urenia and Simo up there. Um, you know, Sikanis again at a pinch as well coming through from the academy. Um, I would like another another striker. I guess we've, we've lost Allo, so. I was going to say, I think we've also I lost that. Cahill, haven't yeah, we? we have yeah. lost Cahill, yes. which we'll probably touch on again. But but I said in the last pod, I think that we would be, we should be looking for another Allo. And Allo... Uh, <laughs> Did not just do that. <laughs> no, I just think it's I just think it's a really good idea for us to have that kind of up and comer to get an opportunity. Look at the examples that he's got playing with him if he gets a chance up there. Um he's gonna be standing around with blokes like Maddie Simon and Marco Aranya. Is there a better example for him to follow and opportunity for us to uh, blood a youngster and uh, improve him and and uh hopefully we're watching him playing in Europe sometime. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think depth is key to the season. You know, getting the top six. If Urania uh, misses a match or Simon misses a match through cards or whatever, you know, you got that extra striker to come in and fill that spot. I think we know Muller is a potential there, but again, he's not as young as Josh. So you want a speedster? Yeah, you, yeah. I, I think that this could be a, a, a good idea. So, yes, thanks. Well, speaking of speedsters who can play on the front third there, um, rumours abound in the Singaporean press over the last couple of weeks that uh, a player by the name of Mateus Moresh, a Brazilian striker who can also play on either flank or at number 10, uh, has signed with the club. No word from the club as yet, but uh, the rumour is that waiting on, uh, waiting on visa approval uh, mm-hmm. to get that one announced there. So we have no official come to Mariner yet. Yes. Yeah, we've known, one, we've known about this one for quite some time, but it's just the visa is taking forever to sort out. Mm, mm. His club over in Singapore, um, Galang International FC, did announce his departure the other day. So could be the case that uh, there could be an announcement on the cards pretty soon, hopefully. <laughs> well, there seems to be little hints sort of dropping everywhere. There's, you know, little likes on social media posts from various places and the odd comment here and there and the name just pops up occasionally everywhere except for in the signing news. So fingers crossed. Well, he did actually follow the Coast Football Ramble podcast page on Instagram. So, oh, well, it, uh, it's official then. Well, it's I a mean, done like, deal as far as I'm concerned. What are we talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> if the club don't sign him, then we will. Done. Yeah, yeah. There's um, room on this screen for a sixth window for sure. Yeah. We can't offer any sort of a payment, uh, but we offer 
good friendship. <laughs> good friendships and uh, absolutely average banter. Of course, uh, that means that Dabney Dos Santos won't be signing with the club. Uh, we had word through that, unfortunately, he did fail his medical in the end. Uh, so, yeah, in spite of uh, him being pictured at, uh, at Tugra there with the jersey in his hand and everything like that, looks like it just <laughs> wasn't to be this time. Yeah, I believe it was erectile dysfunction. <laughs> a, a reptile dysfunction? He's got he's got a pet snake or something. Or... <laughs> oh no! Leaving it there. We saw the return to the club of Storm Rue over the last couple of weeks as well, um, providing a bit of further depth, I guess, in that right back position. There, um, he and Lewis Miller, you'd think, would be the two main contenders in that spot. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. That's more depth, and that's really my <laughs> my opinion on it. I, I don't know. I you know we've we signed him from the team that won the spoon, didn't they? I can't remember now. It's been and they that long. signed it from the team that won the spoon. So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really do much for me to be honest. I would much rather us develop and continue to work on Lewis Miller, um, who I think has all the attributes to be a great footballer, uh, just just needs to sort it out in the head maybe. Um, but, yeah, we need depth. Storm adds that. That's all it really does for me. Yeah, the fan reception was, what, 50-50 probably. But um, mm. I'm just going to leave my leave my judgment until I see him running up, running up and down that white line. I think I think that's a I think that's a legit um, response though that um, just to wait and see because um, it is a fact that depth is really a, a thing there so it is good uh, in that respect it's been rumoured since um, I think someone saw him appear on the Central Coast quite a mm. long time ago um, so you know I think we've had time to prepare ourselves for it and yeah I, I, it's just mixed for me about um what he can deliver because he certainly didn't appear to deliver what um i hope he can for us for the victory uh who finished behind us in any ca- in, in case anyone wasn't aware of that well <laughs> behind us in fact um so yeah let's hope he can do better but um we'll see here's a fact for you storm Roo is the ninth most cap mariners player only eight players have played more games for us than him and was there a time he was the captain? I believe he was the captain mm-hmm. for a period of time. So I think he had a couple of games wearing the armband. I don't think he was ever officially the captain. Uh, I think that might have been after his injury. How many wins did we have during that reign? Oof. Wasn't that Paolo's reign? Probably not many. Sorry, Paolo. Shout out to Paolo, of course. <laughs> uh, we know good friend of Number the show. Number two there, fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Second biggest fan of the... That sound uh, you just heard is him deleting Aaron's number off his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he has he not never. deleted my number, surely. He would never. He would never. As long as he doesn't see uh, me and how bloody Marconi again, then we're right. <laughs> or, um, or, or, Harry, or Harriet Plume. Yes. Uh, yeah. Of course. Shout out, Paolo. Um, hope you're well, bud. I'm Moving. surprised he hasn't rung me, actually, because um, Danny De Silva's not wearing yellow. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. yeah <that's> a <laughs> wearing a rather story. ill-fitting MacArthur jersey. And looking sort of sullen or even sour. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's vaccinated. He did play in the trial game the other day. Um, we might, yeah, we might come back to, to to this as it was raised in one of the fan questions. But uh, De Silva did play in the trial game against Sydney the other day, where they got spanked five oh. nil. <laughs> <laughs> Filed firmly under things you love to see. 
Uh, of course, we have seen over the last couple of weeks the Central Coast Mariners membership packs have been trickling through and arriving in letterboxes around the coast. Uh, looking good. Pretty pretty sleek design, fellas. I need to sign up. Oh, turn it off. Fair dinkum. Blasphemer. It's an end. This is this is this is my ploy ever since you know things were starting to go in a bit of a downward uh, spiral. Is just leave it to the last minute and make them sweat, and then I'll sign up. Is there a, is there a kick button that you have, Pete, in this room? Like, you know, <laughs> he, he wants the uh, membership call up from one of the players. You know, yeah, exactly. Drive, yeah. Membership drive. Yeah. Storm, yeah. Can, Storm, can you call Boise? <laughs> I might be able to organise this. <laughs> Uh, reject? No, sorry. <laughs> no, I thought that I thought they were um, quite professionally done and uh, delivered uh, well timed. Um, you know, before the season, that's always good. And, yep, top working uh, in, mm. and uh, yeah. I, I, so I thought it was quite nice and uh, a good timely reminder that A League's coming back, coming up, and um, get excited, people. So four of them arrived here, and a couple of others around the joint. So I've imagined that in this room, there's probably about. 15 to 20 of them, um, despite there only being this many heads. So, um, yeah, it's nice to be thinking football again. Yeah, if you haven't uh, signed up already, make sure you do Luke Boyce-Taylor um, <laughs> and uh, get your Mariners membership, Luke Boyce-Taylor. Um, Thank you. <laughs> we did see the signing of Yaron Souza as well uh, in place of the recently departed Adam Pearce. Uh, looks like he'll be providing competition between the sticks for beers this season. Seems a... Seems a decent enough number two. Bit of overseas experience, plenty of MPL experience. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it. I mean, we've we need need some good competition. As good as what Beerus is, he he needs to be pushed for his spot, and looks like we'll have some decent competition there. Look, can't be worse than last year. <laughs> Seems like he has a bright future, and he's young, and he's that type of player who um, has gained experience early in his career. So. Um, and you really do need that genuine um, second keeper who can come in and actually, you know, do the job well. So uh, from that point of view, it does appear without it being easy to know too much about him and his performances, then it does appear like a good move. I think um, Jess Van Stratton, of course, the goalkeeping coach this season at the Mariners, would have likely played a, a pretty key part in that signing there. He was a big part of the uh, of the signing of Beerus in the first place as well. So, uh, you know, I, I like to think that we can trust his judgment in terms of good goalkeepers. Agree. Naming rights have finally been announced for the A-League men's. It is now the Isuzu Ute A-League men's competition, of course, for the 2021-2022 season. Um, what do you guys reckon? Very happy about the fact that we have a, you know, biggest big name sponsor that um, has taken on the job. Um, definitely need that, even if their name is long. Um, less thrilled about how it looks on um, my shirts when they arrive, but we'll see if I'm actually liking it or not when they get here. Um, but, yeah, fair play to um, get a, another car manufacturer on board because uh, it could be good. Any reason you think they went specifically with Isuzu Ute as opposed to uh, just Isuzu? Because it's a manly man. It's a manly man vehicle. It's for the men. <laughs> of Do course, we'll see for the 2023-24 season will be the Volkswagen Amarok or the Ford Ranger Wild Track uh, A-League men <laughs> going forward, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, to be fair, then maybe they didn't want to go with Isuzu Truck. Um, and the, do Isuzu make cars? 
Other they than do the uh, MUX, which is like a four-wheel drivey sort of thing. I'm pretty sure. So we're still going to find. I guess there is the thing. Now that we have them as a partner, we're all going to find out the answer to this question and maybe win one of their good vehicles. No. Um, when we, you know, I don't know, buy something or do something or whatever, or who knows? Maybe our Isuzu dealer. Actually, now come to think of it, I do know someone at the Isuzu dealer um, is going to get a give us a thousand dollar discount. Come on, Isuzu. <laughs> Seen uh, Peter Preston recently announced as the head coach of the Mariners Women's Academy side. There, uh, of course, the uh, recently or the recent announcement, I should say, uh, of the Mariners being admitted to the or as good as admitted to the W League for twenty two twenty three. I think off the top of my head. Um, so that's obviously with one eye on that there as well. We develop players. We like to think of developing local youth. We have thought of ourselves as developing coaches. We've taken on one who we're trying to make into an A-League coach well. This is a bloke who probably wore the bubble shirt himself um, and who has, you know, is an always coasty. Um, And uh, I've played against him actually in old man's league, although I think he's given it away now. So, you know, I love the whole coasty part to that and uh, sticking to the coasty thing. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great move. And uh, it's also recognition that we're, you know, working behind the scenes to grow our direction in terms of the women's game and the A-League women's team that we're going to have. So it's all good news to me. I think a huge part of that announcement as well was uh, Gabby Blanche has been announced as his, I think, assistant coach, um, having a having a big hand in the women's side there. She is so, so passionate about the women's game on the coast, and I think that's a fantastic appointment there. We've seen uh, Lewis Miller recently getting a call up to the Ollie Roos squad um, over in, uh, where have they travelled to? Tajikistan, I think, off the top of my head, uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of games. Where is Dan? <laughs> Does that place really exist? <laughs> Not somewhere, Stan. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised. I think maybe we all were, like a lot of us were. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, you know, had some good performances towards the back end of the season. Um, had a couple of not-so-great performances. Um, like I said before, I think he's got all the attributes to be a really good footballer and a really good right back. Um, but... I think we've probably seen his inconsistencies um, so far. So I, I, I was a little bit surprised, but congrats. Hopefully with more <laughs> game time, he becomes more consistent. Mm, yeah, of course. That, so. Yeah. I think that's congratulations really good, to him. Yeah. I, and yeah, congratulations from me too. I, I think that's a really good point though, that um, there have been moments that Lewis has showed that have been fantastic and potentially, oh, there we go again. He has looked like a fantastic uh, player for us but he is still working towards you know getting that consistency there and I think the Socceroos or you know the Socceroos system there uh, getting involved in that gives him an opportunity to grow not just his game but his confidence and uh, to maybe bring that back and enhance his game uh, on our in our right back position competing with Storm Roo. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. I love you. No homo. Alo Kowal, of course, is still scoring goals for fun over in uh, in Stuttgart over there. Um, coming off the bench at halftime a couple of days ago and scoring after, I think it was 12 seconds. The man's on fire. Every time I jump on Twitter and look at that second division account, uh, they're tweeting that he's scored a goal. So... Um, 
They are making you know, it a bit easy for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the defending is quite questionable, um, <laughs> but I, I think it also probably goes to show just how hard he is to deal with when he's, you know, when he's on song. I think towards the end here, I think, you know, whether he admits it or not, I think he was probably pretty checked out and was just probably keen to get over there and get things moving. Um, but he's he's made the transition like I think most of us probably thought we would. You know, I sort of questioned that maybe, maybe did. Did he sort of go over a little bit early? You know, I, I still think he maybe did, but he's he's been definitely proven me wrong in that point. Um, yeah, scoring for fun. Mm. Yeah, is it, say, is it, how much I'd is he scored now? Like like ten? I haven't been counting, but I was oh, going to say yeah. like bang, 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 because <laughs> it's just every time, like you say, I get on Twitter and top forty hit there, Moss. <laughs> 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 I'm no rapper, baby, but um, it's but, better yeah. than most of the lyrics you hear these days. I think. <laughs> oh, he's got uh, him. He's, he's got him. <laughs> he got me. He has been quality, <laughs> and uh, you're right, Jimmy, that some of the defending has looked a little bit farcical, similar to Sydney's. But um, uh, we we also hope that maybe means that he's a level below where he can potentially be. And uh, clearly, that's a great place for him to develop. So, and he's loving it. Uh, not not only in the football sense, but I see him enjoying his time over there as well. In a uh, visit to Old Trafford, I think yesterday. Uh, yep, yep, of course. Um, and uh, so, and and how fantastic is it when these players go over there uh, or go away from here, and we can follow them, and we're getting you know better coverage of, of a lot than just about any. A player we've had in the past and and yeah i love that is he training with the first team as well so he, is, he has been training with the first team and that's the reason he came off the bench during the week um just on his goal scoring record over there he scored seven goals in 13 total appearances he's averaging a goal every 123 minutes not bad not Quality. bad not bad big future still mm. Mm. you'd take that absolutely Tommy Rogic hits uh, 50 matches for the Socceroos uh, the other night, of course. Congratulations to the ex-Mariner there. Um, what's going on with his club future, though? I don't know. But, like, he's 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 had a bit of a resurgence, though, hasn't he, now that Andrew's gone to Celtic? He's working with working with someone that understands how he plays, how to, how to work, you know, how to get the best out of him. Um, I'm still not sure if he's played a full 90 minutes yet because he, he it's the one thing that he never seems to be able to do but for the minutes he's on the pitch I think Ange knows how to get the best out of him and um, so hopefully that's sort of transitioning across into his um, form for Australia but I I would love to see him move move away yeah I mean it won't mean any money for us unfortunately that sell-on clause has expired but um Look, hopefully he can go from strength to strength and rediscover some of his uh, some of his best form there. Uh, recent departure from the club, unfortunately, uh, Matt Cahill, uh, who was I know one of our one of our favourites here on the pod, uh, has moved on to uh, the rumour is Arpia Leichhardt in the NPL one competition for the upcoming season. Been good. Hopefully, uh, still has that same door ajar that we talked about the other week, um, as Jordan Smiley has had. Uh, and uh, we may see him come back a better player after getting some more experience there. So, so you know, always sad to see somebody move on, I suppose, but um, could be a returner. Uh, we're treating him right by letting him go where he needs to go, probably where he can make some cash. Fair play to him. 
Yeah, best of luck to him. He should be getting, you know, decent game time, decent money down there. Yeah, if he keeps kicking on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure the door is more than open for him once he knows what he can do. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Cheers, Jeff. Of course, looking to Central Coast United, the squad there shaping up very nicely, as we said in the last episode. Since the last updates, uh, there we have seen the re-signings of Jack Reagan, Yuki Morikawa, Mason Wells, Scott McGinley, Caleb Murray, Josh Kyrelli, and Kyle Johnson as well, uh, building very, very nicely there for for Wayne O'Sullivan's men. I was about to say Stu Davis's men, uh, but of course, Stu has moved upstairs this season. It is Sully at the helm. Now, they've, they've changed the name of the leagues again, haven't they? So aren't we back in, like, State League or some weird shit? Like, they keep it's, doing it every season. Yeah. Me, uh, New South Wales Football League Men's 2 or something, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Strange. know. Well, hopefully we can get promoted to the next division <laughs> that is now currently above us that I don't know what it's called because they can't stick to a bloody competition name. But um, I'm keen to get back to Plume at some stage. Oh, so keen. So... I'm Always love glad. watching CCU. I'm just glad it's not called, you know, the A-League Men's Division 11. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. but I think uh, it might be that. sponsored, may, may, might get sponsored by maybe Sasang Yong or something like that, just to, you know, <laughs> yeah, really mix it up. Joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have, of course, the man himself, Mariners defender and all-round good dude. It is Dan Hall. Dan, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you on board. It's been a long time in the making, of course, as co-presidents of the Dan Hall fan club. We are excited <laughs> to have you on board, bud. Um, I know you're a big fan of the show, so you know how we kick things off here. A couple of really quick-fire questions to start off. Firstly, sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Uh, look, Pete, I'm going to have to go fridge with the sauce. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> Is it Master Foods? Yeah, Master Foods, of course, okay. of course. No. Straight All bat right. on that okay. one. All right. Let's see if he can redeem himself with this one here. Who is better, Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? Um, they're both good in their own respect, but I'm going to have to go with Matt Simon on that one. That is the correct answer, of course. He has seven Central Coast Mariners golden boots to his name. Lionel Messi has at last check zero. <laughs> yes, and it's not an opinion either. Um, or optional. <laughs> so, obviously, for you, um, last season, a breakthrough season, uh, making your debut away to Sydney, now that you've sort of had some time sort of to reflect on it in the off season, uh, do you remember sort of how that sort of uh, felt running on with the boys for the first time? And um, did you make sure that you let Dinkovich out of your pocket after the game? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when I look back on, back on the game and like reflect, um, it's still pretty crazy to me when I look back and see what I actually just did. Cause at the time when it was happening, it was all just kind of we're in season, just going game by game. So I didn't really overthink anything. I just wanted to get out there and play. So, but yeah, looking back on it, it's obviously something I'll remember for a long time. So you had a number of minutes towards the tail end of the season, sort of coming in at the, at the right back end and that sort of culminated with the, the semi-final against MacArthur in front of a, Really hot, big crowd at Central Coast Stadium. Obviously, not the result we wanted on the night. Um, but talk us through like the whole sort of experience. What was the lead up to the game? Like, what was the emotion in the playing group? And like, how was the atmosphere from your perspective on the pitch? Yeah, um, 
So, I mean, lead up to the game, right, where I think no one was really trying to overthink it or get into our own heads. Um, we were just taking it, I think, as um, a lot of the older boys said, it's just another game of football that we'll, we'll keep playing for a while. So um, I guess no one really was trying to overthink the game. And then I guess coming into the game, obviously, as a team, you know, we were disappointed with how the night went. But then in reflection, I guess it was a great season. Um, the atmosphere was hectic. I mean, playing in front of that many fans at home was something pretty special that I think a lot of the boys and myself will remember for a long time. So, but yeah, it's definitely... Um, was a, was a big night and um, obviously it was unfortunate to go out that way, but um, I guess we learned from that. You've come through the academy alongside the likes of uh, Lewis Miller, Nizzi, Matt Hatch, and of course Gianni and Alu. Um, how does it feel to progress through the ranks from, you know, the academy into the first team? Yeah, um, I think at Central Coast, obviously, it's good to see that there is a pathway giving youth a chance, which is I think if you look at a lot of other clubs, that's a lot harder to find a pathway as clear as the Mariners have to offer. Um, but obviously getting to play alongside my mates now going through the ranks was obviously very special. Um, but yeah, I think just with the academy producing so many players that are now getting regular game time in a professional environment, um, it's obviously something that the club and the community can be very proud of. Do you keep tabs with the other guys? Like, Do you, do you keep an eye on Alu? Yeah, yeah, hello, and um, yeah, well, I mean, all the all the academy boys, um, you know, we've trained so much together, and we, like, a few of us who've moved into state, you know, we are obviously very close because that's all we knew at the time. So it's good to see how they're going. I know Lowe's um, playing in the 23s over there, and he's doing real well. So it's good. He's well, and um, all the other boys, I guess, are doing good too. So as you um, pointed out, we've got a long history of um, bringing young uh, youth through the academy and into the first team, and so you're one of the more recent additions to that. But um, you've also been playing with some of the guys who are still around in the academy and who are still waiting to get their chance and hopefully um, in the future. Who do you think is uh, the next sort of lads to keep an eye out from that group? There's a lot of quality in the youth side. Um, you can see it through all the players who've come through. Um, if, um, if I'm going to have to say one person in particular, I think Jacob Farrell, he's, he's some player, I'll give you that. And um, yeah, he's a quiet achiever, but what he does on the pitch is pretty special. So it's definitely someone to keep an eye out for. Just personally, mate, of course, uh, you've been part of the, the Fijian national team set up previously. Has Fiji football been in touch regarding the World Cup qualifiers next year at all? Um, yeah, I've, I have been in contact with um, some people over in Fiji regarding the qualifiers. Um, obviously, at the moment, I'm still just trying to focus on club football as that's only, I think, 30 days away now. But um, yes, I've been in contact with them and um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Would you ever consider an Ollie Roos or a Soccer Roos call up or uh, are your allegiances pretty set there? Um, yeah, again, that's a tough question, Pete. Um, as I said, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I like, mean, if you look at people like Ruan Tongic, you know, he was one A-League season, now he's a Socceroo. So obviously someone like that is someone who we can all look up to and aspire to be like. So I guess both aren't off the table. So I guess we'll just have to see. Might need to talk to Gianni about it. <laughs> yeah, look, um, no comment on that one then. <laughs> <laughs> So for the squad, obviously, new season, new gaffer at the helm and one that you know pretty well in Nick Montgomery. Um, what do you feel he brings into this role? And I think, have you 
have you sort of noticed any sort of a change in him? Like obviously you've seen him coaching the academy and sort of having to deal with pretty much all young players, but now that he sort of has to deal with both sort of some of the older heads and you guys, has he has he stepped up his sort of game a little bit or is it sort of pretty much the same all across the board? With Monty, I think, you know, his values on coaches and what he expects from players has um, been the standard from since he was in the youth team to the A-League now. So I think as play a playing group, we know what he expects from us and he really drives that standard. So it also helps us to, you know, be better and keep that high standard that he expects from us. Do you feel like um, having that relationship with the academy over the last couple of years is going to help him blood some new players into the A-League team? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I guess Monty's been um, head of the youth team for a couple of years now, so he obviously would have had that experience in seeing the younger players, like the youth products coming through. So he'll have a taste of what they bring to the table and he'll be able to see and help them, guide them, I guess, into hopefully one day playing A-League as well. From a more personal point of view, Dan, you, I guess, got your opportunity in the first team courtesy of Stadge and his influence on the team. And now you've moved into um, being another key member under the Monty reign. Um, is there any sort of key differences there or feelings that you have um, about that sort of path and history um, with Stadge giving you that opportunity, moving on? Monty now is the the, pre- the, the successor, so to speak? Um, yeah, I mean... I guess playing under Stadge last year, I mean, any coach you play under, you can learn a lot from. So um, obviously I was ever grateful for Stadge giving me my debut and trusting me at the back end of the season to um, not play, but just start games. So obviously that would have been a big pressure with him, trusting trusting guy who's only played, I think, like three games prior to that coming off the bench. So um, obviously I'm very um, humbled by the fact that he gave me that opportunity. And then um, playing under Monty before... Um, you know, I hope that I hope that he gives me the same opportunity. And I um, playing under him, I know that what he's about, and I think he'll hopefully get the best out of me. So, speaking of Monty, we uh, the squad's been back at preseason for a few weeks now, with a month out from uh, the start of the season. So, how's it been? You know, going back, getting getting back into it, and how's the vibe been amongst the the team, and how are the new boys settling in? Um, the vibe at training has been good. I mean, the new boys coming in, you know, they all bring different attributes to the team and they all complement each other really well. Um, training's been tough, very tough. We've been having multiple trainings with gym sessions after training. Um, but I guess in a preseason, that's what you want. So you're ready for the season. Um, but I think we're all tracking well and um, hopefully it's a big season ahead. Um, last time we spoke, uh, Stefan Negro, uh, you called him out on Insta for... <laughs> Ducking you at the pool table. Um, did the match ever take place? And if so, how badly did he beat him? <laughs> Look, boys, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure we did play that match. And I think... Uh, look, I'm pretty sure I did lose that. Um, uh, obviously, uh, yeah, I'm going to humble myself, but I'm pretty sure I was sick that day. So that's, that's my excuse. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, Stefan Negro is not listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like it. Um, so we've got a forum question here from Ben 10. Uh, how much are you looking forward to keeping Daniel Sturridge in your in your back pocket for 90 minutes? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good question. Look, um, yeah, I think if I do take the pitch against Sturridge, it's um, going to be something I'll remember for a long time. And um, hopefully we get the job done and um, three points is all that matters at the time. So I guess we'll wait and see. 
few uh, few fan questions coming in across the socials this week, uh, in particular on Insta and, and Twitter. Um, first one here from uh, from a good friend of the show, Noah Smith. Uh, he wants to know when are you going on X Factor? X Factor. Um, look, we. I'm not that desperate yet, so we'll try and see how football goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we'll have to wait and see. Um, another uh, massive fan of the show, um, just some guy called uh, Matt Hatch, I think his name is. Um, he asked us to ask you what happened when you tried to cut your own hair. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, Mate, the boys are know, all over you this week. Yeah. They are all over you. I mean, as you know, like barbers obviously were shut during lockdown and um, my hair was getting pretty long and I thought I'd give it a crack with the old, um, it wasn't even hair clippers, it was like a body trim. I tried to shave my own hair. And, um, to be fair, I, I couldn't really see what I was doing and I ended up, um, it's better now, but I, at the time I ended up giving myself a bald patch, which was pretty bad. But, but we moved, so we're all good now. So I guess, yeah, that's that story. There is a little bit of a common theme emerging here, but this question is from uh, some fella called Aidan Mumford. Um, <laughs> can Dan explain why he is the worst 10-pin bowler I've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I actually back myself in at bowling. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure where that comment came from, to be honest. Um, like when we, when we used to go bowling, right, um, I'm really good in the first game, but then like my attention span goes in the second game, I kind of just throw the game. But if we're going off first games, I'm usually pretty competitive. So I agree. The first one's for competition. The second one's for fun. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) I'm I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. First game's a warm up. Nah. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. (laughs) You got to to use the first um, one as competition. You got to jump everyone when they're just having fun. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get Mumphy back down into the state and uh, we're going to have a bowl off. It's going to be a bowl off. Yeah, we'll, done. Uh, yeah, we'll get that on the socials. But contrary to popular opinion, Dan, you did only use one hand, correct? Uh, no, to be fair, I'm, I'm a two-hand bowler. Yeah, I got, oh, spin, no. So. <laughs> Dude. I mix it up. I mix it up. I got good spin with my two hands, so I can do both. I can do both. I'm not going to ask about cricket. That's worse than using the bumper thing. That's worse than using, like, the... Aaron uses the ramp for kids. The ramp, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Um, well, another great friend of the show, Dan Chalinor, uh, wants to know what amazing hair are you rolling with this year and what's the height of the afro? That may have been pre-haircut, um, <laughs> but are you going to grow along again? What's going on? What's the plan? Um, so to be fair, like since I tried cutting my own hair, I haven't actually gone to a barber. So um, I'm, I'm due for a haircut soon, hopefully. And then I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Surprise us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, yeah, game one, of course. Uh, Johnny Needham, um, he just wanted to take the time to um, to thank you actually for the birthday shout out for his young fella Dustin. Um, yeah, definitely didn't go unnoticed, mate, and uh, yeah, greatly appreciated, of course. No worries, no worries. Absolutely made his day. All right, so I got a question from the forum from Bikini Girl. How does it feel to be under additional pressure to perform when all of us on here are fanboys? <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly. Um, You know, we are co-presidents of the Dan Hall fan club, of course, but surely that doesn't put any pressure on you. Yeah, no. um, Look, I turn that pressure into support, I think. So (laughs) I guess that's what you have to do. But um, yeah, no, it's um, obviously with the season coming ahead, hopefully it's going to be a good one for myself personally and the team. Uh, Can you you promise me something? (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) depending (laughs) on what it is. (laughs) When you score, and that's not if, but when you score, can you come behind the goals, please? 
yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> or come up you... to the ground, come up to the ground announcer box. Either way, I don't know. You can call your own name into the microphone. <laughs> I'll announce myself. Yeah, yeah, that'll be mad. Yeah, that'll be sick. Actually, I'll get pitch side, and you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most likely way you score? <laughs> can you uh, can you let us know what position you're going to play? Because so far, I think we've named you as a right back, left back, centre back, midfielder, right midfield, left midfielder, uh, ten striker. Well, allegedly, you can play all of those positions. Um, yeah, so at the moment I'm um, just a goal-scoring nine. So, Marco, look out! Yeah, that's what I remember you as from your from your plume days. So yeah, that's no, yeah, checks out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, obviously um, there's competition, but at the moment I'm primarily playing uh, centre back, and then I guess backers occasionally as well. Well played, sir. Lovely stuff. Well, Dan, thank you so much once again for taking the time to join us this week on the Coast Football Ramble. It has been an absolute pleasure and uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing you out and about, uh, hopefully, FFA Cup in, uh, in Mudgee in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Dan. Love you, buddy. Thanks, Dan. Easy. Thank All right, you. champion. Thanks, Thanks, love, you. Catch you soon. love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Very well. Of course, it is that time of the week where we answer your questions, and we had a lot of them once again this week. Thank you so much for all your questions coming in across the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and the ccmfans.net forum as well. Apologies if we don't get to yours this week, um, as we had quite a few. Um, kicking things off with, uh, well, Dave Bloom had a would you rather. We're not touching it. Sorry, mate. Uh, it's just, no, no, don't like that. Reel it back in, mate. <laughs> it was too end. heavy for me. I it was, was dark. It was I looked dark. at it and went, oh, no. <laughs> Scotty McGee. Thanks for contributing, Dave. Thanks for contributing. Yeah, Don't give in. Still, still love you. <laughs> Just go back to Jets on the forehead and pissing your pants, please. <laughs> Scotty McGee, of course. Um, Scotty says that he's hearing the Brazilian attacker, of course, referring to Matthias Moresh. Uh, is a done deal. And our first game against uh, Wellington or our first home game against Wellington uh, is possibly be- being played at Wynn Stadium. Any clarification on this? Love your work, boys. Uh, we have touched on the Moresh deal. Um, and we might actually sort of try and give a little bit of clarification around what's happening with the stadium deal now, um, as we haven't touched on it yet. We did, uh, or we have, of course, asked Sean a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. There is a tender process in place that the club are going through and um, they can't really speak about what's happening with the short-term venue hire agreement as the APL um, are negotiating with council on that. So we did reach out to Greg O'Rourke uh, earlier today. Unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to get um, you know too, too much of a clear answer at the end of the day. The, the response was uh, that the APL are in negotiations with council and because the club is also in a tender process for management rights with the council, uh, we need to be respectful of both processes, but of course, an update will be hopefully forthcoming um, over the next couple of weeks. The longer um, it drags on, the more worried I get. Mm-hmm. I think I'm okay to mention this because it wasn't sort of stipulated that I couldn't. Um, it is possible that we won't have the, that deal won't be sorted in time and it is looking likely that we will be playing um, away for our first home game but it should be sorted for the second home game 
Yeah, so, so that'd make sense with what Scotty sort of alluded to there with playing that first home game against Wellington at Wynn Correct. Stadium. Yeah, but the, I think it was the Sydney games, the second home game that should be at home. Hmm. Well, I mean, the, the upside road trip to road trip to Wollongong, anyone? Roof. <laughs> that was fun in, last time. In, 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 so in. Yes. Mm-hmm. On the downside, though, any deal uh, that is not done that means that we play a home game anywhere else other than Central Coast Stadium. Um, no matter what the you know projects or, or things that have to be done, is absolute bullshit. And uh, we should be ashamed of our council if they're the ones who have let it happen. And it does appear that that's who it is that is letting it happen. Um, we, you know, it, the no comments coming out of other places um, suggest that that is um, the case. And it really just is shameful that they would let that happen like this. To be honest, so. Um, and meanwhile, we have to stomach the delay in the process because we're not the club and don't, we're not, you know, speaking on behalf of the club. We have to stomach this process that has been dragged out in order to involve their own staff in forming their own company so that they could take the stadium management deal or whatever the alleged thing is. Absolute bullshit. Sorry. I, love, yeah. I, I fucking love your council rants. Hey, listen, I told you, I looked down the... the it's so good. I, I looked down the agenda before and I knew I was ranting about this. Yeah, you pretty much said everything I need to say. Um, this council just shows how pathetic they are time and time again, and it's not improving. Hey, Time after time. If there's anyone on council who'd like to come on here and explain to us why it is that that is bullshit, then I would be more than happy to discuss it with them. Yeah, no perhaps chance. we reach out to uh, to the administrator over the next couple of weeks and see how we go. Not We're sorry, else. but this number has been disconnected. I've <laughs> already had that once today. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. We could uh, harp on about that for hours, but uh, yeah, let's make that a special episode, I guess. Andrew Miller, has Mike had any meetings recently with Saudi Arabians? And if not, why not? Uh, human rights abuses. Because then we'll end up on bloody four corners or something. Probably won't let him in the <laughs> in country. three or four years' time. Yeah. 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 Did you see the Newcastle fans wearing Arabian gear to yeah. the home match? Yeah. I, straight away, I thought that's a bit of bad taste. But I, um, they've now asked fans not to do that. But I did read something somewhere that it wasn't actually the owners. The owners apparently didn't mind it. It was um, uh, kick it out that it told them to tell the fans not to wear it. But all in all, it's bad taste, and they shouldn't have done it. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the, the Saudis probably just were concerned to make sure that no one was wearing women's clothing, <laughs> including women. Yeah. we Yeah. That's, I was going to say, we want women to attend our matches. We Fair don't want to um, alienate half our, half mm-hmm. our population on the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny Needham, of course, good friend of the show there, Johnny. Uh, lads, 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 is there any more sneaky news coming through with recruits? And also, on a scale of one to hook it to my veins, <laughs> how keen are you on that first stadium frothy boy? I can't okay. wait. I can't wait to pay $9 for a flat beer. It's going to be great. I'm going to say okay. <laughs> um, a three because what they serve at the stadium isn't very good. But pre-game, that's, uh, hook it into my veins. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Fat I, I thankfully I works at this uh, on game days, so therefore I don't get to drink beer because it's shit. Oh yeah, that's right. Work? Oh. Don't you get paid to do a job? Uh, no, <laughs> but I do a job. Small job, job. No beer. Uh, I'm gonna have to sneak one in myself. Anyway, it's just it's the principle of the thing. 
um, really, isn't it? Um, Dylan Scarborough. Oof. Oh, this is really difficult areas, Dylan. <laughs> you can only bring back one of these players. Who is it and why? The three so, players he has listed are Malik Mane, Marcel Seip, and Mikhail Yanota. It's got to be Seip, just because I want to see his wife get mad at Boyce again. <laughs> That's the only reason why he's got to come back. Well, I was, I was about to say, I can tell you who it won't be for me would be Marcel Seip <laughs> because yep. uh, I remember I wasn't even drunk. I was just walking back through the streets of Brisbane. <laughs> wasn't even and, drunk. <laughs> no, well, I wasn't drunk. I was I was up in Brisbane on my own. We'd, we'd just been spanked like, I don't know what it was, three or it four, would, one or something. Mm. Barisha scored like a late winner. No, I was up yeah. there with you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and and I don't because I don't think we knew each other that well back then. But yeah. I was walking back yeah. to my hotel on my own, and I criticised Marcel on Twitter, like pretty harshly. And mm. then his wife somehow found the tweet and was just screaming at me for hours, mm. and it was it was incredible. So he's he's at the top of not wanting to come back. Um, <laughs> Yonata is just boring and <laughs> I don't really care. Malik Mane, I I would be all in for him coming back. Yeah. Yep. All in. Yep. I think uh, you're not maybe, a probably maybe if he's maybe if he's playing in the gunners over 35. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not a probably had more more technical ability that we didn't really ever see, but um Malik Mane just to mess shit up. Was that rumor about him should we do well, a career going check into the cha- going into the change rooms and Telling everyone their shit was that true, or was that just a made up? I think it was true. It was true. It was uh, it was after. Oh, I can't remember the game. Was it half? It was at half time. It was at half time yeah. game. Yeah. Was it again? Yeah. Was it a derby? Maybe. No. Malik no, Mano. I can't, I can't remember. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. If you can um, talk his cousin into coming here, I'm all for it. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was of course the uh, the Phil Moss era um, that uh, that Mane was here. Uh, yeah, there was. Strong elements of truth to that. <laughs> he he is currently playing for FC Taraz. Oh, big in, club. In the what country is that even? It's the Kazakhstani Professional League. Always been problem, a big uh, big Taraz fan, me. Yeah, yeah, same. That team, even with Kim in behind him, there's just no coordination up front at mm. all. The, that front for just nothing. You could see them all gesticulating to each other. Going, what are you doing? So maybe in a decent team where he could get some service, could be better. Gesticulating, mm. mm. I just particularly like that. But it's it's funny, like you uh, you Google him, and the four photos of on Google are all Mariners jerseys. <laughs> yep. Brenton Harris, uh, if you could bring any former Mariner who is still playing back to the team, who would it be? Crazy. Malik Mane. <laughs> Nada. <laughs> We just we, we just spoke about that. <laughs> Together, same answer. Yeah, I was taking it seriously, seriously. <laughs> Absolutely, at the top of the list is the one and only Maddie Ryan. Mm, mm, mm. Sorry, beers, but Maddie Ryan. Return um, of the Tam. We just mentioned it. Return of the Tam. Yeah, yeah. Both I'm on board with. I would probably have to say Swanswike to come out of retirement. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's still playing. he's still playing um, all age or over 35 somewhere. Yeah, sign yeah, him up. It counts. Uh, probably uh, Trimmers, uh, Trent Sainsbury. Not bad. Phil Sattler. Uh, when will the Brazilian player be announced? I also love the show. Uh, we have touched on that hopefully soon. Lachlan Thank Gracie. Thank you for loving the show. 
Yes. Oh, really appreciate all the love that we get. Locke and Gracie, um, thoughts on getting zero mention in the promo video? We have touched on that. Lock no one on. rates us. We don't care. Yeah, exactly right. William Brown on Instagram. How many more signings do you guys think we need, if any? Uh, and what sort of shortlist of the type of players do you think we need? Forward. One more forward. Mm-hmm. Well, if the rumours, you know, if any of the rumours turn out to be legit, then we're sort of running out of spots. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was, yeah, I, th- I think we're pretty much on track to get the players that we need in the spots that we need them. Um, well, actually, sorry. I think we're pretty much on track to fill the spots that we need, you know, like another striker, another right back, all those sorts of things. But obviously, I think time will tell whether it's the right players. So um, I, I think the more they the more they bend the rules and the while we still don't spend any money and the more that they change the rules around the cap and all these sorts of things and the designated player stuff and uh, it'll get harder and harder and they should just scrap the cap. But which is the whole reason why Perth were able to Signed Daniel Surridge. They they moved one player out of a marquee spot into the designated spot, and then put Sturridge into the marquee spot. So, really, each club can have three of these pretty high-profile squad members, mm-hmm. and we probably have none. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I yeah, like the, like the designated player thing is for a player that's on between three hundred and six hundred thousand. Do we, we would, we would be pushing it if we had probably anybody on that. Maybe Bazanic, maybe. Oh, if, if Simon's not on at least 580,000, he's criminally underpaid, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Is it mean? I agree with everything that Boise just said, except that when Daniel Sturridge comes to Central Coast Stadium, I may wear a Liverpool shirt. Oh, you were going to fanboy oh, so hard. Do I, oh, don't, don't do it. Why I don't you do so a half Liverpool, half Liverpool, half Perth shirt if you're going to oh. do that? Yeah. Is it going to be like the, remember the Lewis Garcia Bay with all the Liverpool fans, all the Sturridge jerseys? Ooh. Oh, not at oh, our stadium, disgusting. thankfully. Oh. Um, one question just on that for a moment. Can he actually cut it? Like, um, I, yes, I've just been a fanboy, agree, but our pitches are hard and he is soft. Well, no, this sorry, is a question that uh, this is a question that came in on the ccmfans.net forum, of course, from Dobby, who asks: Is signing Sturridge enough for Glory to make the top six, or is he past his sell-by date? I don't think he's past his sell-by date. I just have the concern that he's quite injury-prone and hasn't played is, in two years. Yeah, and he's been on soft pitches at places where he has been good and still got been injured um but i mean the the quality when he's on the pitch is undoubted so and he's also know, coming to play in the heat yeah there's a say, lot of, how's he going to go in perth on a january sunday arvo on concrete <laughs> i'm hopeful but concerned a lot of his talent came through speed on the wings and if he doesn't have that anymore he's not going to be anywhere near as effectual as he was, um, you know, class is permanent. Whether or not he gets a chance to show it is another thing. One of the funniest tweets I saw about it was, um, oh, why, why are we signing him? Our hospitals are already full enough sort of thing. <laughs> oh, that was absolutely, yeah, great areas, great areas. But not unfair, sorry. Let's <laughs> play on. Yeah, look, if he can stay fit, uh, he will do some damage this year. But uh, that's a big if. 
Ancient Mariner uh, from the ccmfans.net forum would like to hear what Anton has been doing lately. Uh, could we maybe have another chat with him in the future? That's a good question because I have no idea. <laughs> well, hopefully he's got himself a haircut. Sorry, Anton. But <laughs> well, I, well, from what I know in the past, Anton's been helping and also funding the academy, mm-hmm. um, some of the accommodation for the players for the academy that are from interstate. Um, so my assumption that he's still continuing to do those things and from, but from what we heard, there wasn't much interest to put any more investment in the club or to own the club or, yeah, you know, or to buy the club from Mike. So I think what his investment is now, unless anything changes, uh, probably won't change from, from him. Mm. Well, get thoughts, you can just drop his name in a comment on Facebook in a post game. Um, post by the club and he generally replies there. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty active on the club's Facebook there. Always happy to give his opinion. Uh, I know uh, from the looks of things, he was a big fan of the FFA Cup kits. Mm. Oh, nice. Hopefully he's uh, out there, you know, I think he's into equities, so hopefully he's out there trading plenty of those and making some coins so that we can change that (laughs) idea that he couldn't or wouldn't take over from Mike. Mariner Mick uh, would like to know when Jacob Farrell will be announced. Of course, uh, Farrell was name dropped earlier in today, uh, today's show by the one and only Dan Hall as one to watch coming through the academy there. So uh, maybe rumours that he has signed a first-time contract perhaps. Announced? Like, was that was that Dan announcing? <laughs> I maybe? think it was maybe announcing that he is one to watch, but uh, <laughs> no no formal announcement in terms of contract. Which, uh, there were some rumours a few weeks ago that he might have signed a scholarship. Yes, well, let's hope so. Actually reminds me on announcements, back up there, Dobby asked about um, announcing of Maresh, um, and Boise, you did announce that. So um, when once he liked the um, pod or, um, sorry, followed the pod, then that's announced. There you go, Sure, sure. Well, I I think uh, on Jacob Farrell, from what we saw um, of him playing for the first team in the academy, for someone of his age and for his stature as well at this stage in his life, because he's he's only 17 or 18, I think. Um, Yeah, super impressed. Super impressed with how he played, uh, with his composure. No fear, even though he was playing against men probably twice his age. yeah, really impressed and glad he's in and around the first team and having that opportunity. Midfielder on the ccmfans.net forum does ask, uh, when COVID restrictions ease, does the club have any plans for fans, especially the kids, to have a meet the players and coaches day? We usually do have uh, some sort of fans day. It might be cutting it a little bit fine this year, um, but uh, we'll try and get an update from the club and, and, uh, and see how that plays out. You've got uh, what a trial game before the FFA Cup game, and then what that's only a week before the season starts as well. So it's not right. much time. Yeah, well, they had the uh, yeah, they had yeah they've had a couple of intra squad uh, games over the last couple of weeks. They had one in particular that was a bit of an event for uh, some of the club sponsors to attend as well. Um, hearing rumours that we might be taking on Western Sydney Wanderers um, during the course of the next week as well. <laughs> Big Al on the CCMFans.net forum asks. Is it better to be left out of an advertisement for football or to get half a second just so that they can say that you're in there? I'm glad we're completely left out and not just given 0.26 of a second. Like I think, was it Western United? It was the Jets, 0.26, yeah. I'd rather have zero than that. (laughs) I'm going to reiterate my um, solid meh. 
and uh, Captain Gus Bloodbeard on the ccmfans.net forum. Now that we've seen where we fit into the league's advertising and promotion campaign, I have two questions. Does nobody still rate us and do we still not care? Nobody's affirmative. Yeah, nobody's ever rated us no matter what, I don't think. Even when the full-time whistle went in the grand final, I don't think anybody rated us. Um, I but, think we yeah. care even less now. I Yeah, I could not give a shit. I They're didn't care story. before. <laughs> now I <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I love the last 15 minutes when we chant that. I really do. Yeah. That last oh. season, that really came on and everyone in the stands feels it and knows it mm-hmm. and sings it with all their heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Possibly that's why we didn't get a run in the advertisement is because that is our primary thing. And we, yeah, it doesn't really (laughs) appeal to uh, the the masses perhaps. And turning to Twitter, Brennan Vosvik asks or states. Number three fan. (laughs) Brennan, of course, our number three fan there. There are apparently 10 anti-vax players in the Isuzu Ute Men's A-League. Are you able to take a guess at who they might be? This is a great game, I think, and one that I've been trying it. to play for the last few weeks since this news broke. And my my strong uh, suggestion is that it's some mixture of the Wanderers, MacArthur, and Melbourne Victory. Mm-hmm. I'm here um, in United. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, now, definitely did... be one for West United. <laughs> <laughs> now, haven't, haven't, didn't we see the rumour yesterday or the day before about Ninkovic? Yes, yes. Uh, rumours circulating on t- uh, Reddit, actually, is where they started, that uh, he may decide to retire uh, instead of playing the upcoming season as he doesn't want to get the vaccination. These are just rumours, of course. That thought ran to my head as his jersey popped up. Front and center, oh, imagine in the advertising. Oh, so much imagine. for that. <laughs> Four channels, and they have to bloody refilm the whole thing. Oh, well, they can always um, put up, you know, Maddie Simon. Simon, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Give the Mariners a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we've seen, we've seen, you know, James Troy. See, I'm, I'm happy to drop that name because he's very vocal on the socials about, uh, about, and his he's a dickhead. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really think. Well, we, we've who have we seen? We've seen Troisi. We've seen Tommy Urich. Um, mm. I'm sure there's another couple that I can't think of right now. Post very, you know, suggestive anti-vax um, things, mm-hmm. and and I mean the league's in a position now where they just have to make a call. And if it, if it's if it's a requirement to travel, if it's a requirement from your club. You can have that choice. You can choose not to get it, but there'll be consequences, and that's the reality of it. And um, we saw today that the AFL have actually come out and mandated it for the entire league, good for anyone that's involved. So there was a um, AFL women's player that came out and said she's not playing because she's anti-vax and is a nurse. So oh make it that what you will. That's bad, bad luck. Yeah, the yeah. less. The less jobs. I say on that, the better. But it's two um, jobs lost. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I you know, like I said, everyone's allowed to have a choice if they want, if they want it or not. But if the league comes out and makes it mandatory, and they don't get it, then catch you later. She's mm-hmm. an ex-nurse, ex-footballer, and I'm an ex-member uh, of this uh, podcast at the moment. I've got to go. I've got a child. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it. Of course, we did have one more question from Twitter. Ian Redden, who was asking about Matthias Moresh, uh, have we signed him yet? Yeah, maybe. 
We've signed him to the Ramble. <laughs> we signed him to the, yeah, exactly. Right. Of course, that brings us <laughs> to the end of a, uh, another week, uh, another show here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. It has been a uh, another fairly lengthy one today. Of course, huge thank you to Dan Hall for joining us and uh, huge, huge thank you for all of you, uh, or to all of you, I should say, for tuning in once again on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Fellas, any final words for this week's episode? Season Mudgy. Yeah, get that. It's going to be good. Shall see Mudge. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time in person uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. IRL not podcast. Sure. I think. Yeah. Which actually will give us an opportunity uh, in the last word stakes to be able to sit in front of those fantastic microphones with them plugged into those excellent leads through that excellent mixer and coming out into your excellent ears. <laughs> so, uh, just a reminder that we will thank all of those people who um, helped us get that happening when we are sitting again in front of it and loving it again. Big time. Big thank you. Time. Thank what you. We thank might you. Do, as we're traveling out to Mudgee, we might. Uh, put something out in the Twitterverse or on Facebook where you can meet us up and uh, we'll have a drink together. Mm, Absolutely. But I'm sure we will definitely do a show before then. But until then, uh, that is it from us for another episode of The Ramble. And uh, until we speak again, it's love ya. See ya. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.